When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The first leg of the playoff semi-final at Griffin Park is fast approaching. Phil's already on his way down to London to speak to Itor in the capital before the game. So John O'Taylor's in to talk about the game ahead of uh, ahead of the clash. First things first, Brentford. Is that a good is that a good draw or a bad draw for Borough? <laughs> well, we're already, on, the, on the spot to start. We're, we're getting into trouble from the Brentford fans from being disrespectful, but I think it's obviously a good draw for yeah. a whole host of reasons. Uh, some of which obviously may have passed through Itor's mind in the closing stages of the Brighton match when he told everyone to slow it down. Uh, no one likes to go to Whipswich. Let's, let's get it out there. Mm. I, mean, I don't personally have superstitious approaches to these things, but we have an atrocious record at Portland Road and Daryl Murphy's been scoring against us since he was in the kindergarten team. <laughs> uh, so... I don't particularly want. I never want to play Ipswich. I would rather have had Derby because yeah. I think they're a brittle side. And but you know they were, as we've seen, they were bumped out of the equation. Uh, Brentford uh, unbeaten in seven against them. Uh, the last time they beat us in the league was 1938 when Wilf Mannion and George Hardwick were playing. Uh, we've beat them twice this season. Uh, I think all, all those factors may not actually matter going into the game. But in terms of the mentality around it, I think that's got to be a lot more helpful than Borough fans travelling to the away leg thinking we're going to lose at Ipswich. Yeah. So for me, yes, that was the draw. And, and uh, I know there's a couple of ways of looking at it, John. Yeah. You know, Brentford coming through the back door, they're going to be buoyed ahead of the game, aren't they? But then on the other, on the other side, surely they're going to look and think, well, you know, we've, we've lost twice to this lot this season. We haven't scored against them all season. It's them, isn't it? They've got to fear us as opposed to, to Borough going there and fearing them. Yeah, I think... Um, I think when we were watching the Brighton game, I mean, I'm sure I wasn't the only one that was paying more attention probably into to who Borough were playing. And um, the truth is, I mean, if you look at all of the teams in the playoffs, Borough have, have won five out of six um, in both in both kind of legs, as it were. Um, and yeah, Brentford have Borough to fear. Borough are the team that I think everyone in the playoffs should be fearing, should certainly want to avoid. Brentford will be buoyed. Obviously, they'll you know first leg and under the lights at Griffin Park will be a great atmosphere. But you know they they pretty much. I mean, they they were very good against Middlesbrough at Griffin Park, but they couldn't break Borough down like so many teams haven't. Um, Borough will go there thinking we've beat them twice already, once very convincingly at the Riverside. Absolutely nothing to fear. Will Will Karanka have? Um, I mean, I know obviously they've had what a week, but six days between games. Will he have had a, a kind of blueprint set out for every possible opponent ahead of Brighton last week? Will he have been thinking ahead that far? Or? Yeah, I mean, he, he may not personally have been uh, working on that particular job, but he has a backroom staff of several analysts, and they will have been watching every possible opponent for weeks and weeks now. Uh, he, he's completely meticulous, and there's a, an appliance of science element to it, and he will have masses and masses of statistical information about every set play, every player, the amount of runs, where they prevent, uh, which which particular groups of players pass the ball between each other. He, they, he will know them inside out. I think it will be helpful as well that obviously Middlesbrough won quite convincingly at the Riverside, but I was certainly quite surprised at how 
decent Brentford were in the, at Griffin Park, and I'm sure I thought probably was a little bit surprised as well. But that surprise factor is now gone for the playoffs. Middlesbrough know what Brentford were like. Brentford were probably at their best against Middlesbrough in, in I think it was back end of January. Um, that surprise factor has gone. Middlesbrough go there absolutely knowing what they're going to expect. They're going to expect a physical game. They're going to have you know, their, their their striker Gray that did cause all kinds of problems last time round. But Middlesbrough can look at that game and look kind of what went wrong, certainly in that first half, and, and they should be they should be flying on, on Friday. What Warburton, he has a, you know, it's not an expensively assembled side, and he won't be paying millions, thousands and thousands of millions on, on, on wages. He, uh, he comments on the belief and the spirit within the side of Brentford. Was that, I mean, obviously Vic, when we were there, like you say, John, they were impressive. What was it that you took from that game, from, from the Brentford side that you watched? That day in January, uh, they were they were good. They played at a very high tempo. Mm. Uh, in some ways, they played a very similar style to <coughs> the, the way that Ito Karankara has his team playing at the best. Uh, and they've got a couple of lads up front that are, are fast and tricky. I mean, that's that's half of what you need to do in this division, and the other half is just working your nuts off. I remember watching it as well, and um, well, obviously all season. I think the one person that really has stood out for them is, is Alex Pritchard from on loan from yeah. Tottenham, and he, he was brilliant on the day. Yeah, I mean he's, he's the playmaker, and I'm, I'm no doubt whatsoever that the one of Borough's tactics will be to stop him from from punishing, yeah. getting the ball. Um, but Middlesbrough have employed that tactic several times to stop opposition key players getting involved in the game and. Tactically, I don't know if there's any, any manager better than I or in, in the Championship at doing that. With Gray, it's a funny one, because I was reading a bit from Warburton this week, and he was saying that uh, on the message boards and the likes, their players, their fans have been slaughtering him, um, and he was saying you know, that he backed him beforehand, and his, his confidence might not be sky high at the minute. If, if he's a striker who's a bit shy on confidence, and he's coming up against the best defence in the league, who, who he's had no luck against all season, you know, he's not going to be desperate to get out on the pitch, is he? Surely there's going to be that little bit of fear mm. there of... You know, I'm not, I haven't had any luck against. I this. think sometimes we're guilty of scaring ourselves, and Borough fans have a tendency to portray the opposition as being fantastic, and they can do this, and it damages here. It, it works the other way around as well. I mean, their, their players will, no matter what they say, will remember that Borough have beaten them twice, and there will be doubts in their minds, and they'll be looking at you know, uh, Borough got three players in the team of the season, and Patrick Bamford's picking up awards left, right, and centre, and that that will be scaring them as well. And sometimes we have to remember that that if Borough start off well and aggressively and powerfully and, and look like they're, they're on top, then the nerves will get to them as well and their fans. And, and Brentford will have watched probably the, certainly the Norwich away game for Middlesbrough. You know, Norwich did everything. You know, they couldn't break through Middlesbrough. Yeah. And Brentford are going to probably go away from that match going, oh, how on earth are we going to break oh, through? Yeah, we, our squad's you know, built on an absolute shoestring compared to Norwich. I mean, so many teams have, have just been blanked out by Middlesbrough's defence. They'll, they'll be equally as... As scared as, as Borough fans seem to be this week, um, but it's going to be an interesting one. Um, I mean, all eyes are on whether Patrick Bamford is going to be fit. I mean, we understand that he, he should make it, and I mean, if if they see his his name on the team sheet, uh, it's not absolutely guaranteed that that that'll play in the Middlesbrough's hands. You mentioned about about the fans there, kind of looking ahead. I think there's a real air of confidence. I think from the minute the full time whistle went at Brighton, and, and this isn't disrespecting Brentford at all, but I do think there's an air of you know, we should beat, we should beat them, and we should, and we should get to the final. And surely that, you know, that'll reflect, won't it, on the on the players? That'll have an impact on the players. If, if... The, the players are super confident. Mm. The players don't. All athletes, uh, by their nature, are extremely positive. And if they do have a setback and they lose a game, they just draw a line under it immediately, and they're totally focused on the next one. 
and they will, you know, they've had a good week in the sun, uh, they'll have been working, I don't think they'll be doing much physical work, but they'll be doing a lot of tactical work, uh, and we know from past occasions when the big matches come, they get homework, <laughs> they get little DVD clips on this, so they, they will know inside out the, pe the people that they're up against. I think the players will go into it really confidently, and I, I think, re realistically, you know, as the supporters should go into it uh, yeah, absolutely. buzzing as well, because... I mean, this is what we wanted. I mean, all right, this is a setback that you don't make the automatic promotion slots. But at the start of the season, we were totally geared on, let's get into the playoffs. And there's a massive prize there. I mean, you know, we can go to Wembley. I think it I, mean, was... I know it's the W words banned inside the camp, but I mean, our supporters and that, we're allowed to talk about it yeah. and make our plans and book our hotel rooms. We could be going to Wembley. <laughs> yeah. I look, think, uh, sorry, Joe, I think... I mean, if you, if you look back to that Brighton draw as well, I mean, I think it's played right in the middle of his hands, dropping down to fourth. If you look at the... The coverage this week, the the you know the column inches, it's barely been anything on on, on Middlesbrough really. It's all been about Norwich and Ipswich, the crunch game. Norwich object favourites to win promotion. Middlesbrough perform better when they're the underdogs when they're not being talked about. I think and this week, I mean, it's been eerily quiet. You know, certainly among among the nationals, not many people are talking about Middlesbrough and that that should play into the hands as well. I saw a tweet just after the game actually. I may have been Sunday or Monday saying if if someone had told me in August. That we'd have a, a two-legged game with Brentford to make it to Wembley and a rich hand. That's testament to the job Warburton's done, isn't it? But again, it's it's it shows that you, it's true, isn't it? If someone had said to you when we'd have beat Brentford four 0 you'd be playing this lot of game in the playoff semi-finals. Um, Norwich Ipswich, then. I mean, like we were saying, that that is a huge game, isn't it, for two legs? We can hope that they're just going to kick seven bells out of each other over 180 minutes, and we get whoever eight, eight bells, yeah. nine bells. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be. Uh, the, Pitched for warfare, isn't it? I mean, that, the intensity in those matches—it's uh, it, always quite frightening. And we tend to think of it as just sleepy little villages, but I mean, when those farm lads come into town on their tractors, they're really up for it. The atmosphere there can be really intense, which is why the police said, no matter where anyone finished in the playoffs, Saturday. those two together—it's a Saturday kickoff. Uh, with it being a derby match, there's more. There's a little bit more at stake because whoever loses this are going to be tortured for absolutely years, but over it. Uh, so I think it will be intense and we know that uh, the way Mick McCarthy plays is a pragmatist yeah. he will want to stop Norwich playing and if that means kicking a few people great if a few people get injured or pick up suspensions well you know bonus for us it's going to be a really interesting one actually um, and I think it is good for Borough that they play after as well the day after each time Middlesbrough you know Hope you know if all goes to plan, Middlesbrough will be sat in their armchairs watching this and enjoying it, knowing that they've got a place at Wembley. But for the obviously the the loser's going to get tortured in terms of Norwich and Ipswich. But the winner, they'll be on cloud nine. It, they'll almost feel like they've already won the playoffs, which mm. is a dangerous thing, really, going into a final. They'll already be you know celebrated and you know, open top buses through the <laughs> through the city, maybe if they if they beat the local rivals. But uh, I think it plays in the Middlesbrough hands. I think you th you look Norwich have beaten Ipswich twice, haven't they, this season? But the one thing I was thinking during the game at Brighton is Portman Road, you know, whether it's under the lights or whether it's a Saturday lunchtime, McCarthy will have them riled up, won't he, yeah. to go out there. The place will be bouncing. And Norwich have got a real, I know they're the form team, but I think they've got a real job on their hands to go and get a result there. McCarthy's got a personal, you know, a personal kind of demon to conquer as well. He's got extra motivation. He's, it's his fourth time in the playoffs. Yeah. He's lost in the semis all three times. I think it was with Millwall, Sunderland, and Wolves. So I mean, he he'll want it. I mean, he's he's been quite tight-lipped all the way through McCarthy, but he he's a you know he, he loves the big games, doesn't he? He'll have them really fired up for for Norwich, and I think Norwich finished third. They've got it to lose, really. 
Uh, finally, before we wrap up, we, we did a piece uh, that went online last night looking at the form. Alex Neal was saying that form goes out the window and history suggests that that's the case with um, you know, the form team often go on to, to tumble out at the, at the semi-final uh, stage. Is, is that the case? Do you think it's you know, starting from a blank slate when you get to the semi-final stage? It's about mental toughness. It's a, I mean, these are high-pressure games. Uh, a lot of players won't have played either the intensity or the, 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 the prize at stake of uh, these kind of games. And it's whether you can handle it mentally. And they're the teams that come through. You know, sometimes, I mean, they're not always the prettiest of games because of the, the tension and, and the, the fact that it's over two legs. So people are really cagey. But, it, you know, if you can scrap your way through the first leg and have something there to, to defend, coming back to the Riverside where we've got an incredible record, 11 wins out of 12, mm. I, I think you've got a fancy, fancy as... You know, whatever the situation, it is about taking something in the second leg and having something to you know, to build on. I mean, I spoke to uh, Brighton boss Chris Hewton after after the Borough Brighton game. He obviously was involved in the playoffs with Birmingham, uh, lost in the semi-finals to Blackpool, and he said that his players, you know, froze in the first leg uh, at Blackpool and just gave themselves a mountain to climb in the second leg, which they just couldn't overcome. Uh, the first leg is so, is so important. It, it, it sounds really silly, but if Middlesbrough can get something. You know, to take back to the Riverside, I mean, they'll, they'll fancy themselves to beat anyone on, on home soil. Is that why do you think it's been important to get them away? You're saying they're about freezing. You know, a lot of the Borough players don't have the experience, but yeah. to take them away from it and they're in their own little uh, bubble. I think the important thing has been getting them away from Teesside. Yeah. Because a, a lot of them, you know, live in Yarm, they live in Wynyard, they walk around, they go to the shops, they get stopped by people, their barbers talking to them, and everyone will be talking about Wembley because that's what, at the end of the day, that's the prize that's there for us and mm. that's what we're focused on. Karanka will want them totally focused on Brentford one match at a time. And the best way of doing that, I think, was to take them out of the, the hothouse of Teesside, get them away for a few days. Uh, I've noticed that uh, there's been a Twitter and Instagram blackout completely. Mm. I don't know if he's yeah. actually taking his fo- their phones <laughs> off them. Um, Leo, Leo going down and threatening them to get the phones. I, I do think he has taken them away completely <clears throat> to get them relaxed, uh, you know, to take the heat off almost, the expectation off, and get them focused on this one game rather than blinding them with the possibility of a big game three weeks down the line. Yeah, totally agree. I, I mean, I talk at his press conference, he, he always kind of mentions, he, he's always surprised when he takes you know his kids to school, that the amount of people that stop him and, and talk about Middlesbrough. But, you know, certainly we've seen in the kind of the end of the season, the amount of people, you know, milling around the training ground and the number of media, you know, covering all the, the press conferences has increased tenfold, really. Um, but taking them out, I mean, it's just them. It becomes very kind of intimate, really, and, and I'm sure Aito has everything to a T. Um, they'll arrive back in London, um, obviously, yeah, Thursday night, do a bit of press, and it'll be perfect. It's, in terms of preparation, I mean, we'll, we'll see, but I think it's a good idea. Thanks, guys. That's great. We'll be back next week to reflect on what's hopefully been a, a successful first leg at Griffin Park. Cheers. Cheers.